Hey, well, g'day everyone and welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy, coming to you from a little part of the world called Wollongong. It's about an hour south of Sydney. Work for the wonderful Bishop Brian Mascourt down there as his uh, Director of Renewal and Evangelisation. One of the things that I get to do, and I've been doing for about, uh, well, this is the 11th year now, is produce this show every week with uh, with a wonderful team of people, Max Norton, who, who does all the hard yards and putting it all together, and a great bunch of people from the Catholic world who contribute to the wonderful thing that is Christian Radio. Mind you, lots of people get it as a podcast each and every week too, lots of different podcast platforms. A lot of people just get us an email link as well. We don't mind how you're listening in. We just love that you are, particularly all of our friends that are uh, hearing this through the myriad of Christian radio stations around Australia, this wonderful ministry that is theirs, and it's just a real privilege to contribute to. This week, you're going to be hearing from some awesome people. They're great every week, but we've got from our selection of people who contribute to our God Spots every week, you're going to be hearing from my mate, Pete Gilmore. Been working with him for 10 years. He's done great work in the area of SRE, all of the special religious education in state schools. He's now very involved in parish renewal, renewal for mission. This week's he's going to talk to us about how people can let you down, but how God won't. God keeps his promises. Father Dave Callahan is going to talk about the place of technology in our lives. And we're hearing from Mother Hilda Scott. She's got a great story from some reflections of hers on Corrie Ten Boom. How awesome is she? Such a powerful episode of, of Alpha with those reflections of Corrie Ten Boom and, and how to forgive when she met her jailer, a Nazi who, um, you know, was so cruel in her time in prison. Father Tony Percy's with us. He's going to have to talk to us about Jonah and how we all need a bit of a, a dose of satire in our life. It's good for us. And that's what the book of Jonah is, is like. Very different to the response of Jesus that we see in the scriptures, how Jonah responded to the promptings of God. But to kick us off, we're going to be breaking open this week's gospel, Father Mark de Batista. We're hearing a lot from him. He's very generous with what he gives to us on the journey and, and contributes to this show and to Mass for You at Home, which is going through Southern Cross 10 and various other providers of television content. We put that together each and every week. Well, Dan Hopper does. Dan Hopper and his team from the communications office. And we get, as a result, the audio from some of these wonderful, pithy, short little homilies that reflect on the, the gospel of the week. Father Mark's going to talk to us about listening to obey based on the gospel reading for this Sunday, right around the world, Mark chapter 1, 14 to 20, where we hear Jesus say, I will make you fishers of men. And they abode straight away. Up for it. Followed him. We're going to hear that now. We're also going to hear some music in the mix. We're going to hear from Rhonda Vincent. Fishes of Men is the song. After the break, Mother Hilda Scott and some more music. But a lot to get through this show with some wonderful people, as I have just described for you, and hopefully that will keep you listening all the way through. I hope this show blesses you this week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus went into Galilee. There he proclaimed the good news from God. The time has come, he said, and the kingdom of God is close at hand. Repent and believe the good news. As he was walking along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net in the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, 
and I will make you into fishes of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in their boat, mending their nets. He called them at once, and, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat, with the men he employed, they went after him. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Mark de Batista. One of the central understandings for the ancient Israelites was known as the Shema, which is quoting from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 4 to 7. Shema Israel, listen Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You might recall that in the Gospels, Jesus, in order to put him to the test, is asked this same question. Why? Because it's so important to listen. Because when we listen and listen well, that's what leads to obedience, which comes from two other Latin words, ob audira, which means to listen well. Not just hear, listen well. When we listen well, then we're able to obey. We've got two examples here in the readings, the first reading and the gospel. Jonah didn't listen well. He was a stubborn ox in the beginning. And in the book of Jonah, which is only a beautiful little book, four chapters long, if you've never read it, I invite you to read it, that Jonah was told to go to the people of Nineveh to preach and proclaim, but Jonah had other ideas. He didn't want to listen to the voice of the Lord, did not want to obey. So anyway, in the belly of the whale and all of that, then he's vomited on the shore and God says to him again, up, go as I told you. And then we're told, Jonah listened and obeyed to the voice of the Lord. You know, hello, it has to take all that experience for Jonah to change his attitude. Wouldn't it be much simpler to just listen in the first place? But he didn't. So he had to go through that experience. And sometimes that's you and I. I know some of you, you would be nodding your head right now. On the other hand, we've got the disciples here listening to the voice of Jesus. We don't know if Jesus had asked them or invited them on a previous occasion, so we can't surmise about that. What we do know is that St. Mark tells us he invited them and they left straight away. They obeyed. Now, God invites us to all sorts of things in our lives. He invites us to do this enterprise, to listen to another person, to pay attention to our spouses, our family members, to work harder, to evangelize, to reach out to others. And so today, the Lord might be inviting you to obey and go into something different, something new, a new call in your life. So don't think that you've reached a point in your life where you perhaps are too old or used by or past your prime for the Lord to invite you to do something new. Commit once again to listen carefully to obedience and you'll see that the Lord does in fact invite and ask us to do things new and to constantly follow Him after the footsteps of His Son. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Peter, John and James could never be the same after they heard him. 
say I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Cast your nets aside and join the battle tide. He will be your guide to make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus bore the cross to gather in the lost. Oh, what a mighty cost to set us free from sin. He said, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. Many of you will have heard about that wonderful Lutheran evangelist Corrie ten Boon. She and her sister Betsy were in prison during the last war for harbouring Jews and her own elderly father was executed for the same offence. In her autobiography, she tells a very moving story from her childhood. Something had happened at school and Corrie sensed that it was the kind of thing you needed to be careful about, so she quietly asked her teacher. The teacher was embarrassed and gave her an evasive answer. She went home and asked her mother and got the same response. And then one day, sitting on the train with her father going into Amsterdam... He was a clockmaker and so was taking his goods and chattels into the capital city there. She asked him about it. He sat very quietly. And as they were getting out of the train, he said to her, Corrie, will you carry my bag for me? She said, but, but, Papa, it's too heavy for me. I'm only a little girl. He smilingly and lovingly took the bag from her and said, That's right, Corrie. There are some things in life that are too heavy and too hard for you to understand right now. You must let me carry them and understand them until you're ready. Listeners, aren't there things sometimes, however small, that are too heavy for us to carry? Even the littlest things some days are impossible for us. And you and I fall to our knees and we call out to our loving Father in heaven. 
We pour out that we can't do X, Y, Z, that we can't go through the rest of this day, that if the certain relationship doesn't sort itself out, we're going to go mad, whatever. And we feel ashamed that we have to ask for that help. And yet here is the loving Father who waits for our cry, who wants to hear us. Would that every day you and I would give God the joy of being our Father. Every day we would allow him to carry, to live what we can't carry and what we can't live just until we're ready. Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there with some reflections on Corrie Ten Boom and how we sometimes feel ashamed to ask for help and yet there's the loving Father is just waiting for our cry. Thank you to her, thank you to Mother Hilda and thanks to Father Mark who before the break broke open this week's Gospel with a really clear teaching for us based on today's Gospel from Gospel of Mark. We're going to listen and obey. Now, after the break... You're going to hear from Father Tony Percy. He's some. He's got some reflections for us on the first reading from today. He always do a book from the Old Testament, a reading from one of the epistles, one of the letters, and, and the gospel reading on Sundays. There's a psalm in there as well. So we get we get four different elements of scripture reading at Sunday Mass. And this week, Father Tony's going to break open some elements of, of Jonah and make some comparisons between Jonah and his recalcitrance, some of the satire that's part of, of that book and that story, and compare it to what we hear in today's gospel. You'll love it. You always always do. Father Tony's a gem. I can't wait for his stuff each and every week. He's, he's a bit of the new Mother Hilda Scott for us. Both of them are high up in the batting order. It's great to have them, you'll, and you'll love what Father Tony's got to say after the break. Here's Ryan Stevenson first up, though, and the song I Cry Jesus. Faith, hope, love, and life. That's what it's all about. And we're glad you joined us on the journey.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress. Oh, you are my portion. You are my hiding place. Oh,
Now, the word with Father Tony Percy. The third Sunday of Year B, and we return to the Gospel of Mark. Mark is the featured Gospel during Year B. As mentioned last week, occasionally we have some other Gospels come in, as was the occasion last week with the Gospel of John. This week we have the call of the disciples and this brings us into a uh, wonderful use of language that, that Mark employs in his gospel, which is the most dramatic of all the gospels. It's the shortest of all the gospels. And I think probably from that reason, it's been my favourite gospel for a long time, although the others have really come into play as well. Be that as it may, Mark uses language that's incredibly entertaining. So for instance, in this very first chapter of Mark, we have the the call of the two sets of brothers. We're told immediately Jesus called them. That's the word that Mark loves to use immediately. It occurs in his gospel almost 50 times. If you go to chapter one, it's used about 13 or 14 times. So he's really trying to get the narrative up and running and, and sort of give us the well, the immediacy, the, the fact that this Christ is here and the call is right here, this great call and the great promise that's made to us is right here before us. So he says here in chapter one of Mark, immediately Jesus called them, the two brothers, and leaving their father, Zebedee, in the boat, they went after him. And that word immediately is, is related to the call of Christ, but then also it's related to the response of the disciples. So immediately leaving their nets, they followed Jesus. So this is a wonderful word that really opens up for us and in a way is like a sort of a little symbol of the gospel of Mark. It's drama and the way the, the story of Christ is narrated and proclaimed for us immediately. Now, the first reading that we have this Sunday, and we'll finish with this because this is a really helpful interpretative tool of the gospel. What the church has done here is given us a reading from the prophet Jonah. Jonah is one of the minor prophets. And Jonah received the call from God to go to Nineveh, to that pagan city, and to proclaim to them the one true God. But uh, Jonah thought of, of it otherwise. He said, no way, I'm going in the opposite direction. It's exactly what he did. did. Took a boat, landed on a boat. He got into trouble, was thrown overboard was swallowed by a big whale and vomited back up onto a beach and then received the call again from God. Of all the, the great prophets in the Old Testament, Jonah is etched into the catacombs more than any other precisely because of this sense of him being swallowed by the whale, being in the heart of the whale and then being vomited up. It's like a symbol of Christ's death and resurrection. That's why the early Christians really liked that symbolism. Jonah is called again after he's been vomited back up onto the beach. He's called again and eventually, reluctantly, he goes and proclaims the truth. The, the town converts whole scale. Even the animals are fasting. So it's it's very interesting, funny, entertaining book. But even at the end of that, Jonah is still very unhappy with what's happened. He knows the true God. He loves the true God, but he doesn't want to share his faith in the true God. And so we could say that he's a, an ancient uh, bigot, a sectarian. Remember, a bigot is someone who is persistently prejudiced, especially about religion or politics, most especially about religion or politics, or either would do the case, and really refuses uh, to tolerate the opinions of others. That's what a, a bigot is, and unfortunately, that's what Jonah is. And this book is not an historical book. 
As we know, and as the Church teaches wisely on its section on sacred scripture in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the the truth is presented in various ways, sometimes through history, sometimes through prose, narrative, oftentimes through poetry. In this case, in the book of Jonah, it's presented through satire. That's right, a satire. Now, I looked up the definition for uh, satire. This is what was given by the wonderful Chambers Dictionary. It is a literary composition which holds up follies and vices for criticism, ridicule and scorn. So applied to the book of Jonah, what's going on here is we have a Jewish person, a Jewish author, playing jokes on his fellow Jewish citizens and believers, including himself. So Jonah is extremely reluctant. However, the disciples, as we just heard a few minutes ago, immediately follow the call of Christ. They're immediately called by Christ and they immediately follow the call of Christ, but not so Jonah. So that's why this reading in its satirical form, its very wonderful, humorous form is is before us because it's saying, okay, here we see the, the first disciples responding immediately But are we like them, or perhaps are we more like Jonah in the Old Testament? If you want to read a a wonderful, wonderful book on the book of Jonah, then go to Paul Murray, a Dominican priest, Paul Murray, OP. It's called, remarkably, this book, A Journey with Jonah, The Spirituality of Bewilderment. And I think in our fearful and our woke-ridden world, It's very important for us just to take stock at this time and say, right, am I being influenced by cynicism and strange views of history? And therefore, are they entering me and therefore blocking the channels of grace to help me like those first disciples to immediately follow Christ? Or have I become like Jonah, uh, rather cynical? Do I need a good satire to, to wake me up? Thanks so much to Father Tony Percy there. That was brilliant. Loved it, looking at the reality of how the book of Jonah is written, its satirical nature, comparing Jonah's pretty cranky and objectionable responses to to the Lord and what he was being asked to to do and say, and comparing that to the response today of the the first followers of Jesus. I love what he had to say there. In our fearful, woke world, we can all use with a dose of satire. I love it. More importantly, we can all use a dose of Jesus. Thanks to Father Tony. We've got another great teacher coming up for us after the break, Father Dave Callahan. He's based up in Darwin these days, and he's going to talk to us about the place of technology. Not before some more music. We just heard from Pat Barrett with the song The Way. Before Father Tony, we're going to hear now from Andrew Rip, Fill My Cup, and Father Dave's going to be after the break for us. Faith, hope, love and life. So glad you joined us this week on The Journey.
know that even this valley was a golden street. Hope, love, and life. This is the journey. Here are the missionaries of God's love with the call. Modern technology is often seen as being the savior of humanity. It constantly presents new opportunities and the hope of a life without limitations. Technology is seeking to make life good by trying to erase every part of humanity that is deemed to be bad. Boredom, silence, weakness, limitation, lack of knowledge, all of these are being overcome by technology. Yet there is an argument to suggest that these bad bits of humanity are essential for developing true relationship, particularly our relationship with God. There can be no creativity without boredom. There can be no contemplation or love without silence. There is no need for a saviour or reliance on other people without weakness. There can be no sense of wonder if I already know everything. Humanity is drawing closer to being all-powerful, all-knowing, and even all-present through the power of the internet. This race to become more advanced may make us more like God, but it is also making us less human. There are no simple answers to this problem because humanity is walking into uncharted territory. It's very difficult to discern what is good and what is bad in this new technological world. The one thing that is essential is that we take the time to reconsider the beauty of the bad bits of humanity. If we can see our limitations as a blessing, we might be in a better place to make decisions about the place of technology in our lives. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. Great. Thanks so much to Father Dave Callahan. Couple of great lines he's come out with there. There can be no creativity without boredom. There can be no contemplation or love without without silence. And how to uh, be conscience conscious, sorry, of the the bad bits and the good bits of humanity, particularly in the way that we um we use and make decisions about the use of technology in our lives. Don't forget, you can go to jcr.org.au. You can check out uh, all of our past shows on that website. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Speaking of that website, jcr.org.au, really, really nice to get feedback from our listeners. You can do that by dropping us a line there. Huge thank you to John Donnelly. Took the trouble to write to us this week. John listens up there in the Central Coast region. We're going through uh, Reamer FM up there and, and they're just awesome people up there. Just a beautiful letter we got from, from John Donnelly. Pretty much broke open every element of the show that we played last week and just said how it affected him. And tell you what. Fills your tank when people affirm you, doesn't it? And so, you, lots of people, I'm sure, listen and appreciate stuff. But isn't it important just to uh, take the time from time to time to write or to give a word of encouragement to people? I realised that this week with uh, 
this beautiful email we got from from John Donnelly, and we get them from time to time from from people from all over the place. Um, feel free to do it. It certainly fills our tank and it spurs us on, and we, we do appreciate it. To finish off the show this week, we're going to be hearing from the wonderful Peter Gilmore. He's got a story in Living the Gospel, his segment, that he's called The Wooden Door, and how, unlike people who often let us down, God's not going to. That's what he's going to talk to us about, how we can be confident and conscious of that. More music first up, though. Here's Jordan Feelers, Jesus is Coming Back, and Chris Tomlin too. Faith, hope, love, and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. That the one is kind of lost this way Yeah Crazy as it seems Yeah, I know it's gonna be okay Okay It doesn't scare me It's temporary There's something better We got forever And it won't be long Cause I know our help is on the way The way So keep your head up No, don't you give up no, 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 no. Jesus is coming back Jesus is coming back And when the world gets complicated We're gonna keep on celebrating Cause we know Yeah, we know Jesus is coming back Jesus is coming back We gotta stay awake Cause nobody knows the day or time No The trumpet's gonna blow
Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm from Minnesota in the United States, and you're listening to The Journey. What can I give to you? What can I offer to the King for all the love? For all your mercy over me I called your name You heard my cry Out of the grave And into life My heart is yours My soul is free Thank you God saving me The rock of salvation My hope is built on nothing less Morning by morning How great is your faith
on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness now let's live the gospel with pete gilmore many years ago when i was still living at home my parents hired an electrician you see our family home was one of those old style federation houses beautiful tall ceilings double brick and so on but it also had federation style electrical work which was badly in need of replacing So, in came the electrician. We showed him the doorway to the deep, dark depths under the house and he ventured in to battle the spiders and the creepy crawlies for our sake. Well, one day I came home from school to a worried mother and father. It it turns out the electrician had bailed on the job, half finished and had taken a few thousand dollars with him. We couldn't believe it. Why would someone do that? I think we all know that there are some people in the world that will take advantage of others. They'll not live up to their word or they'll break a promise and won't see something through. I know I definitely have in my life. But the Bible tells us that it's different with God. It tells us that we can trust God. Paul says, being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. So let's invite God in. Let's trust him to battle the spiders and the creepy crawlies for our sake confident that he won't let us down and that he will see the job through. God bless. From the dawn of creation, this world has been crying out for hope, for a hero to save us. For the supernatural But there is only one God Who can save the day So clear the stage Prepare the way Cause heaven and earth are singing Glory, hallelujah Let the whole world see
Greatness of Our God, great song to finish. Hot on the heels of Mr. Peter Gilmore with his segment Living the Gospel. Great story. Let's invite God in. Let's trust him. He won't let us down, even though people sometimes do. And Pete, in his inimitable way, has given us that insight with some links to and some insights to stories and experiences of his own life. Such a good teacher, Pete. Born teacher. Thanks to all all of our contributors, to Father Dave Callahan and to Father Tony Percy, Mother Hilda Scott in the mix, and, and Father Mark D. Batista as well. I've loved listening to it. I hope you have. I hope you're going to take some stuff away for, for yourself to, to mull over over the course of the week. We will be doing it all again next week. Don't forget you can go to jcr.org.au. You can check out uh, all of our past shows on that website. You can go to the links of all of our presenters here, their current stuff, their past stuff. You can pass it on via links to, to other friends and family members. A lot of people use it as as the, the basis of some of the stuff they do in small group meetings each week, you know, whether it be breaking open the scriptures and listening to a reflection and, and then praying over it and uh, and discussing it with their with their small group. I encourage you to do that. Encourage you to use it in whatever way you like. It's all there for free. We will be doing it all again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and I'm so glad you joined us this week on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.